full slate of games, 11 of them on on Wednesday. We're going to talk about all of those games. We're going to talk about some um, questionable coaching decisions, questionable rotations, interesting performances. You know what's coming up, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd, body built by Taco Bell. And I'm also the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore b-ball, on TikTok at redrock underscore b-ball, and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That is $150 if your team wins. So go to fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free. We are available on all platforms. So we're here on one of those platforms, wherever you are here with me, and we're ready to look at 11 games in the NBA. So we're going to get into it straight away. I don't really have any specific sort of news that I think needs covering off outside of what happened with the 22 teams today. Obviously, in-season tournament semifinals tomorrow, and then we go to 13 games on uh, on Friday. And then that's the end of the fantasy week. So let's uh, let's get in and just have a look at where we're at here. Um, yeah, I was going to go into look at news, but I'm not going to do that. We did wave a wire today, so we're going to go straight into the games. That's that's what I wanted to do, wasn't it? Let's do it. The Sixers. This is the the appetizer. It's the warm up to the what's going on here with the coaching, and we'll talk about that in a second. Which side? Well, I guess you'll find out because the Sixers beat the Wizards 131-126. Kelly Oubre returned and played 19 minutes off the bench. Let's start there. 12-3-1. Now, I've talked at length about this with Ubre and said that when the trade happened, they did say they, by by they I mean um, self-monogrammed hat legend Nick Nurse, said that Ubre will start for now. And then, of course, he was injured and came back and came off the bench. There is no guarantee that Ubre gets a starting position back, and even what he was doing early on was very much outsized versus his usual production, and production was falling. 12-3-1 for Ubre here. Like that scoring is good. The efficiency is good. But I'm not 100% convinced he's going to be a 12-team league player. For now, yes, we can rock with it. But I'm not convinced. They went with Batum playing 33 minutes. 9-6-5. Fine. That's that's pretty... That's that's solid. But what I didn't like was down the stretch when you're up and you're trying to hold a lead. Why did they bench Anthony Melton? Now, Melton was, I, I think, good. Like he led the team in plus-minus. He had 19-5-4. Two steals, a block... Two threes, 50% shooting, 7 of 7 from the line. You cannot complain about that line from a fantasy point of view. I'm not even sure how much you can complain about it from a real-life perspective, to be honest. But he only played 27 minutes. 100% do not drop DeAnthony Melton. But I'm a little worried that we're going to be prioritizing blokes like 21 minutes of Patrick Beverly, minus 7, second team worst. 15 minutes of Marcus Morris, team eight, uh, minus 8, team worst. And I know single game plus minus doesn't tell a whole story, but when Patrick Beverly and Marcus Morris are getting the two most negative numbers, it tells somewhat of a story. Bob Covington, out of the rotation, basically. Four minutes only. You can drop him, obviously, in 14-team leagues. I don't understand what Nick Nurse is doing. I don't understand the reliance on Beverly and Morris here. Like Springer, out of the rotation. I don't get it. But it's not for me to get. 
And if he dicks Melton over, I'm just not going to understand it. But anyway, Embiid had 50 and 13 with seven assists, a triple one, insane percentages. We might be hearing from him later on in terms of lines of the night. We'll see. And Tyrese Maxey had 26, one and seven. Uh, only the one steal, but 50% shooting. Toby Harris, one of the ultimate bylows at the moment. He was on the bylow show the other day, and he is stinking. Six and six with two steals on 33%. Usage in the toilet, efficiency's down. He's doing nothing. He is going to be better than this. This is the biggest buy low of all time. And the good thing about Toby Harris, from this perspective, is he has no name brand recognition. No one cares. No one likes him. So that's why we called him the Thick Hogsman. Give him a bit of cachet. Give him a bit of riz. That's what we say, yeah? We riz up the Toby Harris man. Hey, kids? Bring him in? <laughs> anyway, buy low on Toby Harris. For the Wizards. Jordan Poole? 23 points in 32 minutes for the Rizzler. He had three threes, two assists, and a steal. He had 63% shooting. He took 16 shot attempts, which was the most on the team. Good. Does it mean it's going to continue? Absolutely not. But it's a good sign, and things are trending somewhat positively. Fingers crossed. Kuzma didn't shoot well, but had seven assists, 16, three, and seven. He had 16 shot attempts too. Cool. That's what we want, yeah? Him and Poole sort of sharing the load. Tyus Jones, 20 points, eight assists, two blocks on 73%. That's his best game in a long time. Positive. Really positive stuff from these guys. Locker room legend, Daniel Gafford. Guess what? He went to the locker room. He came back and had 18 and six, four assists, two blocks, 80%. This man is a top 50 player over the last two weeks. He's top 65 over the, over the entire season. And that's not including turnovers. I think wherever you invested in him in the draft around 90 or 100, it's paid off pretty well. Kulabali had 14 points with three assists and three steals. That's a really solid game. He's a stream option, but that is about it. While Kispert's also a stream option for different things, for threes. He hit four of them with 16 points in 25 minutes. I'm not sure what we do with Avdia. The minutes are okay, 31 of them, but eight, eight, and eight. Like, cool, 40% shooting. That little stretch of big usage early in the season has disappeared. And he's just like mid. I feel like we're going to need one of Poole or Kuzma to be out long-term for Avdia to assume a larger offensive role to absolutely lock him in as a 12-teamer. He's one of those players, and I don't really know the best description for this, where if you showed me your roster and it was a 12-teamer and he was on it, I would say, okay. And if you showed me your waiver wire and he was on that as well, and I'd be like, all right. Like, if you want to roster him, by all means. Do you absolutely have to? No. If he's on your wire, do you have to pick him up? No. But could you? Yes. He's just going to be on and off and on and off and on and off. No definitive stuff here with him. It's going to require something else happening for his value to bump, I think. I think. Oh, should we do it now? No, I need a break. I need a break. Let's talk because today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. As the weather gets colder, the offers on FanDuel, oh my God, they have turned this thing up. The gas heater is fired up. The solar power is on and the offers are toasty warm on FanDuel because right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That is $150 he does if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's never been a better time to get in on the action. In fact, right now we've got the in-season tournament. Four teams left. Who is going to win? Bucks, Pacers, Lakers, Pelicans. Who do you think is going to win? I think it's one of the East Co Eastern Conference teams. Um, probably the Bucks, but I'm not, not far off on the Pacers. Not far off on the paces, but that's where I sit. You can check all that out as well as spreads, money lines, totals, player props, future bets as well, parlays. It's all there over at Fangio. So go to fangio.com slash locked on and get ready for the finale, the culmination 
of the NBA's in-season tournament. FanDuel is also an official partner of the NFL. And don't forget to gamble responsibly. Okay. Let's, uh, let's do this now because the way that this team saps my energy, I, I don't know how Pistons fans deal with it. We'll talk about from the Memphis side of things first. The Memphis Grizzlies do get a win. They've been a little bit more feisty. It helps when you play um, whatever, this, whatever this team is. 116 Memphis, 102 Detroit. Des Bain dropped in a casual 49 with eight assists, one steal, two blocks. His recent production had dipped a little bit. This obviously gives a significant boost for Baino. Five more games until Ja Morant comes back, so that is going to have an impact on Bain um, in terms of usage for sure. While Jaron Jackson had 24 points, three blocks, two threes, um, improving as well, which is, again, good to see. The rest of the rotation, honestly, no idea. It is just all over the place every game. Santi Aldama, 26 minutes, seven points, a triple one. You do not have to hold on to Santi Aldama. You can. But there's A, no minutes consistency, no uh, production consistency, and you're about to get smart Morant, Canard coming back in like a week or two. There's no long-term value in Santi. He doesn't really play tons at the three. There's nothing there. They started Derek Rose, and he played 15 minutes, and then they went to 10-day contract legend Jalen Noel, who played 26. 12, 2, and 4 for Noel. That's two good games in a row, but I don't care. I'm not adding him. They play again on Friday. I wouldn't use him, and I just have no trust in the rotations. John Conchar goes from zero minutes to 20 minutes. Jacob Gilead doesn't play. Zaire Williams doesn't play outside of 20 seconds. But they'll play 25 minutes next game. There's no, no consistency. Xavier Tillman came back from injury, and every game he's done the reverse of a minute's ramp up. He's like stored on a hill. He's rolling back down. Few minutes each game. Tillman played seven, seven minutes here, two points. While Biombo had two points in 26 minutes with 11 rebounds. You do not have to roster Xavier Tillman. Maybe he's going to be good later on. I don't know. But I know he's not a needle mover. He's in that Avdia zone. Where it's like, maybe he'll be good, but will he be worth stashing? Like, probably not. It's just confusing. Like, Conchar's line's good. Nine and seven, two steals, two threes, a block. Cool. Might play zero minutes next game. Vince Williams seems to, seems to somehow be consistent. 25 minutes for him, but three points. Again, cool. Don't care. David Roddy, starting. Four points, six rebounds, 22 minutes. He's bad. But they beat the Pistons because... Because... What is going on with this team? We talked about this the other day when they benched Ivy and Asar, and I was like, I'm oh, told, because I don't think this team knows their elbow from their asshole, and they're going to be all over the place in terms of changing things up. And that's not only the case game by game, it's quarter by quarter. They made another change to the starting lineup, and despite all Pissons reporters seeming to say, and Monty Williams hinting at this through our press conferences, that Boyan Bogdanovich would start at the expense of Isaiah Stewart. Oh, no, 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 no. Blackmail legend Isaiah Stewart remains starting. And Boyan moved into the starting lineup and Jaden Ivey got benched again. But Jaden Ivey didn't just get benched. He got pushed to the 11th man of the rotation and played zero minutes in the first quarter after 10 other blokes did. And then guess what happened? He played all 12 minutes of the second quarter and led the bench in minutes for the game. If you can predict that, good on you. Well done. You're a legend because nobody else can. None of it makes sense. Nothing about this team makes any sense. When, and this is the problem, the answer to me seems unbelievably blindingly obvious as to what they should be doing. But what do I know? Nothing, apparently. What should the answer be? Well, I'll tell you. Thanks for asking, kind uh, sir or lady. Cade Cunningham starts alongside Jaden Ivey, Asar Thompson, Boyan Bogdanovich, and Jalen Duran. Is that the problem solved? No, but it's definitely the best option. But they're going to start Stewart. They're going to put bloody Killian Hayes. They'll try Isaiah Livers. None of it makes any sense. Is it all Monty? Don't know. It's got to be some of him. 
Is he literally just like, I'm going to go in here, I'm going to take this biggest contract that they've had to bribe me with to get me to coach, and I'm going to do everything as stupid as possible to get me fired so I can sit on my ass, collect $75 million for five years. I wouldn't rule it out. Nothing here about this team makes sense. For this man who's a player's coach to be pissing off and alienating players and teaching them whatever lessons it is, what's the point? What's the point of any of this stuff? Boyan was great. 32 minutes, 22, 4 and 7, 3 steals and 4 threes. And then Monty Williams has a quote after the game. Yeah, Boyan's going to be a real leader. But what's the point of being a leader if uh, you know, no one wants to follow you? That means you're taking a walk. Yes, my guy. Why don't you take a walk? Because if you're leading this team, where are you going? That's 18 straight losses. Boyan was awesome here. They need his spacing. They should have traded him last season when they could have got two first-round picks for him. But Troy Weaver does not know what he is doing. So now that he's here, what, what are we going to do with this? He's never going to get seven assists and three steals. That's not a likely scenario for Boyan. But it was great. Cade, usage well down. But 16, 4, and 10, two steals, a block, 43%. Can't complain. Can't complain. That's unbelievably good. That's really strong. I will complain about this, and this is nobody's fault, but Jalen Duran got hurt again. Passport legend hurt his ankle towards the end of the game, and I'm just going to say he's out for this week and next week. I just don't think he's coming back from it that quickly. It didn't look great. He had to be helped up. 17-11 um, with a block is strong, but I think he's going to miss time. And this is where I think there's an opportunity. Do they start Marvin Bagley, who, by the way, DMP said he, they went with James Wiseman again because Monty, no idea what he's doing. Do they start Bagley or do they do, do the thing which I think they could? Do they start Isaiah Stewart at center and bring Asar Thompson back in? Or do they bring Jaden Ivey back in and push Hayes to the three and Boyan to the four? Or do they do some shit where Isaiah Livers comes in? Or does Kevin Knox get a start? There's so many... Does, do they start James Wiseman? There are so many insane things that are going to happen with this team that I just don't know what to do. Let's talk Ivy, who had 9-3 and three with 3 steals and 2 blocks on 50% shooting in 24 minutes. That's actually really good. And again, if I am in a position to hold, I will hold just to see what shakes out. And I'm going to do the same with Asar Thompson, even though things look dire. Five and four for Asar in only 16 minutes, and that is three games in a row under 20 minutes, which is absolutely inexplicable. He's in his own head as well now, Asar. Yeah, he can't shoot at all, but that's what Boyan is there for. That's what Boyan is there for. If you are in a position in a shallow league where you, you have Asar, then move on. Like he's, he's not worth a 10-team hold, but in 12s, I generally would because I, I don't know what happens with this team each game, let alone next week or in three weeks' time. And also, a general question you ask, if you dropped Asar Thompson, would your league pounce? If the answer is yes, don't drop him. If the answer is no, then consider it. I think that's a good rule of thumb. Alec Burks was out of the rotation last game. He played 17 minutes. Marcus Sasser was the first player off the bench, and he played five in this one. First player off the bench in this game, and then he played five minutes and never returned. That's what I mean. They don't know what's going on in a single game, let alone any sort of future coherent plan. Isaiah Stewart had nine and seven. He is a drop and he has been a drop, but if Duran is out, his value does rise. And I would consider maybe streaming him. While Killian Hayes played 27 minutes, a bit of an injury at the end, but came back 12, four and four. And, and I don't know. I don't know how to say anything with Ivy, with Hayes, with Stewart, with Wiseman, with Bagley, with Thompson. I don't know anything. I don't know how to do it. It's This guy doesn't know what he's doing. How am I supposed to know? It's really, really hard. I do like to preach patience, but it's bloody difficult when nonsense like this continues. The Orlando Magic, sad Orlando Magic music because they lose again to the Cleveland Cavaliers. 121-111 is the final score here in this one. Paolo was great, 38 minutes. He's been really, really strong this season, Bunkero. 42-6 with two blocks, 
Shot 62 from the field, 75 from the line. He is erased the, you can't possibly roster this guy in Category League's Demons from last season, where he's putting up good numbers. While 32 minutes for Cole Anthony, 19 and 7 to steal in two blocks. Let's keep going, my guy. Love it. Marco Fultz, I don't know. Is this guy, is this Yokai alive? I'm not sure. It's the magic, so possibly, possibly not. We keep rolling with Cole. The bad news here was that Suggsy heard himself. Sprained his ankle really early, stayed in, came back, and they left with what they called another mistake, a ankle strain, they called it. It didn't quite look like a regular ankle roll. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's not great. Suggs has had a history of ankle problems that do linger. I'm going to anticipate that he misses time here. He was scoreless with two steals and a block. Do not make any moves to drop Jalen Suggs until we hear what's going on. But with him out, they started Gaz Harris in the second half. He played 31 minutes, had 8-3-3. Three, and three. Now, that's a 16-team league sort of ad, but that's about it. But what this further does is just mean Cole Anthony's value goes through the roof. I don't think we want to add Anthony Black, who had 11 points, didn't miss a shot, and had no other stats in 15 minutes, but there will be a little bit more available there. While Badadze had 6-3 and three in 25 minutes, and Wagner had 10-4, and four, both viable 12-team streams who will probably lose that tag once Wendell Carter returns. Iffy night from France, like real iffy, man. 40, 40? No, 14 points on 19% is rough. But it's not just about that. Because he had six rebounds, nine assists, and three steals to help float your value and went eight of 10 from the line, which we love. For the Cavs, Darius Garland, it's routing into form. 26, three, and nine. How many turnovers? Let's do the quick check before people get excited or angry. Zero. Hmm, hmm, yeah, cool. Don Mitchell, 35, 7, and 6 on 50%. And the Winter Soldier dropped in 17, 5, and 6. That's Maximum Struess. Evan Mobley, 16, and 5. And Jared Allen, 19 minutes, man. He had some foul problems, so did Mobley. But I was sour on Allen this season. I didn't like him in the 40s, 50s, around the 60s, late 60s, maybe, because I just worried that they would prioritize a little bit of Mobley. It hasn't been good for him. His block rate continues to drop every season, Jared Allen. And it's, uh, again, I'm just going to be dropping so much teenage slang here or just internet slang. Is His block rate is in the mud. Is that right? I don't know. But anyway, it's shit. Uh, is he a buy low? Marginally. 29 minutes for Isaac Okoro. Glad we could get that so he could score zero points, miss all four of his shots and have one rebound. Sick. Pretty good stuff there from Okoro while Craig Porter sits and, uh, I don't know, thinks about what might have been. Frustrating, frustrating coaching again, but they win. So you, you, it's hard to criticize that. It doesn't make sense, but it is hard to criticize uh, when a team wins, especially a team that is playing for now and not looking at future development like, uh, yeah, old mate, old mate in Detroit. Um, today's episode is also brought to you by PrizePix. PrizePix is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It is the easiest and the most exciting way to play daily, daily fantasy sports as well. It's not you against pros who've got spreadsheets and formulas and a million hours in the day to try and get everything right. It's you against projections. Price picks puts them up and you look at them and go, hmm, maybe too high. So then you hit less. Or if you think it's too low, then you can hit more. And you do that for up to six different players. You do that, um, put them together up to 25 times your money back. Easy. You can do these entries in under 60 seconds as long as it takes me to read through this ad. That's all you need to do with PricePix. So, so simple. So go to pricepix.com slash LockedOnNBA. The code you can use is LockedOnNBA and you get a first deposit match up to $100. That is pricepix.com slash LockedOnNBA. The code is LockedOnNBA and you get a first deposit match up to $100. PricePix is daily fantasy made easy. Let's go through to 
the next game, it is the Miami Heat. They went north of the border. They got the victory over the Raptors. Hopefully, they came away without any diseases. 112-103 for the Heat. There was no Bam at a bow, and would you look at that? Would you look at Orlando Robinson, hey? Hey? 15-12-4, three steals, a block, two threes. Anyone want to say the name of Thomas Bryant? No. Robinson should be rostered in every deep league. And if Bam misses again on Friday, I'd start Orlando Robinson. The problem with this team is there's no Bam, there's no Hero, and there's no Highsmith. So we can look at Caleb Barton, who had like 10 points in about two minutes to begin the game. He ended with 24 and 12 with four threes. That's a fantastic line. He played 31 minutes. But how do all of these guys get minutes? Somebody is losing out. The 240 game, it's back. I'm trying to work out the rotation for this team. I've got Duncan Robinson at under 20 minutes. I've got Josh Richardson at under 20 minutes. And I still can't get Huckers and Martin to 28. It's impossible. I've got Highsmith at 10 minutes. I've got Love at 12 minutes. It's so hard to get the minutes to match up because they're just running with so many guys out at the moment. Big, big minute players. Duncan Robinson, 21, 6, and 7. We keep rolling and then we probably have to drop. Jim Butler, 19, 2, and 8. Pretty strong. Lowry, three points, three assists, two blocks. Yeah, a soft hold, but it's not going to last. And then Huckers had 15 points, played 32 minutes, but had no steals, no rebounds, two assists. For as good as he has been, for as um, impressive as people have uh, talked about him, he's 103rd over the last two weeks with all of these guys out. I will maintain, I don't think he is going to stay as a 12-team league guy. I can't see it. Maybe he does. I just can't see it. And Joshie Richardson had seven and four in 30 minutes. This team is jam-packed with streamers, but Robinson, Martin, the other Robinson, Lowry, Huckers, and Richardson, I don't think any of those seven, who you could actively use in 12-team leagues now, are going to remain 12-team league players. They'll be fringe guys, they'll be in and out, but I don't think any of them are going to be absolute rock solid. Maybe Martin established himself in 30 minutes, but we literally saw this story last season, him being a 30-minute-a-night starter, and I didn't like it for 12 teams. It was all right. It was streamable. And now there's a lot of other guys here. It's just going to be a weird rotation. But the Raptors, um, the Jedi, is he back? I hope so. OG Ananobi, 23, 8, and 6. Steel, block, 5, 3, 62%. We love it. While the big fella, 18% three-point shooting legend, Pascal Siakam, he was 100%, one of one. The, the, the march begins. 30 and 4, 6 assists and a block on 69% shooting. 25 usage, while Scotland Barnes was a team worst minus 25, but actually got 27 usage. 12 and 11 for Barnes, who was putrid until the end where he did start to step up. 12, 11, and 5 on 29%. He has really cooled down, but still been very good. Just been a little bit iffy at, at times here. Pirtle stunk, but the four blocks are nice, while Dennis Schroeder really, really struggling at the moment. Um, 9, 5, and 5 on 22% shooting. And for the one guy who says, man, you say that Schroeder's struggling, it implies that you're telling people to drop and you're just saying that because you didn't think he'd be good to start the season. I mean, I'm not saying that at all, but he's also been the 201st-ranked player over his last five games and is now outside the top 110 for the season. So he's heading towards it. We're not dropping him, but he is heading towards it. He is heading towards exactly the sort of player that we thought he would be. An interesting late-round flyer who might hang around as a starting point guard, but maybe not at the level that he was for weeks one and two. This is bad, though. This shooting's not going to hold. It will improve from here. Um, yeah, he, he's he's rosterable, but it's trending down. Gaz Trent, 15 points in 25, uh, a streamer, and that's about all we get from him. 
Let's do the next one now. We're going to Brooklyn, where the Nets beat the Hawks in Atlanta. We're not going to Brooklyn. We're going to Atlanta, where the Nets beat the Hawks 114-113. Mikael Bridges' good form continued. 63% shooting for 32-5-6. He is very much trending towards being a sell high at the moment on what he is up to. While Cam Johnson getting back into back into rhythm. 65th over the last two weeks. 17-6-3 with three threes. Another very good game from Dennis Smith. And while Ben Simmons is out, Smith is going to be highly prioritized on the streaming list, I think. 13-3 and 4 with 2 steals. And I wouldn't add him for Friday because you're not going to use him. But other than that, we, we keep an eye on this. While uh, Klaxo played 28 minutes, 4 and 10 with 4 assists, not, not great, especially going 1 of 5 from the field. But uh, that's okay. Finney Smith was back 15 and 5 uh, for Dorian in this one coming off the bench. He... Um, yeah, that's fine. Like, it's okay again for 12-team streaming. While Royce O'Neal, only 21 minutes, and we can go ahead and move on from Royce. Dinwiddie, I, I don't know what to make of this guy, honestly. The production, the minutes, like, it, it varies 10 minutes a game. Wasn't he averaging 38 a night over the last five games or something? 28 minutes here, 13, 2, and 4, 26%. I, he will be a drop at some point, but I just don't know when it's going to happen. And Dayron Sharp had his 10 boards and two blocks, continues to be an interesting lower-minute player. Let's talk Cam Thomas, who only got 27 minutes in this one because he didn't play very well at all. 6-1-1, one, 30% shooting, no threes, no free throw attempts. Um, wow, I didn't know that. Cam Thomas is ranked 230th over the last two weeks. That's a struggle. Cam Thomas takes some of the hardest, low efficiency shots in the NBA. Now, when he's on and cooking, they look good and they go in and we, we, we like it. But overall, his overall fantasy profile is just not all that sustainable to continue to be this guy. We still roster him, but I'm not sh- in three weeks' time, I might not be saying that. 6-1-1, one, and one, doesn't have defensive stats to buoy it up, doesn't get rebounds or assists, has a lot of field goal percentage volatility on relatively high volume. He did pull back the volume in this one, but he, he really struggled. I, I He's going to be better than this, very obviously, but just not a good game at all. For the Hawks, Trey Young, 30 points, 9 assists, 2 blocks. Wow, savor those ones. While the depressed penis... Sad sack legend, Sadiq Bay, 21-7 and seven with three threes on 54%. He remains the Jalen Johnson substitute. DeAndre Hunter, Hunter, DeAndre Hunter, 14-4 and four in 36, is mid, yeah, mid no cap. 14-4 and four in 36 for him, while Bogdanovich had 20-4 and four with four threes in 27. The Bogdanovich, Bay, Hunter order of priority remains intact. But what about the centers, you ask? Very good question. Clinker Palla played 29 minutes, 9 and 12 with two blocks. That's all right. He's been very, very average, I would say. And then Yekra Kongu has been well below average. I get that you would want to drop him because he's 200th over the last two weeks. It's bad. He played 24 minutes. He crossed over with Clint again. Two points, 20% shooting, still no blocks, nine rebounds. And I can't explain it. Why does this man who had such a high block rate for years and years and years and years just not do it anymore? What happened? The minutes are up. These are the highest minutes we've ever seen him get. So theoretically, he should be doing sort of exactly what we hoped he would do when we picked him around 80 or 90, whatever it was. 24 minutes a night, 25 some nights, you'd be loving it. But now the man can't hit a shot. His free throw percentage has dipped. He hits 20% from the field. His usage is in the toilet. I don't understand it. I am giving it a little bit of extra time because the minutes are there. And I just don't believe that a guy that every step of his career has been a high defensive stats player um, has just stopped up in 20 games. But I do get that you want to move on. 10-team leagues, do it. 12-team points leagues and shallower, move on. 
You don't need him in a points league. I'm guaranteeing you that. And I am not a player that holds waiting for a clinker pallet trade. I'm not. My projection of him was that it'd be more closer to a minute split this season. And that has been 100% bang on. He's just lost all of his permanent production. And I don't know why. I will hold. I am not going to hold indefinitely. If this shit doesn't turn around in like two to three weeks, I'm out. But the encouraging signs are the minutes. I'm just frustrated with the production very clearly, as you can tell by the way that I'm speaking. Um, all right, let us do the next one. We're talking the, oh my fucking God, this one, right? All right, let's do it. Spurs Wolves. The Spurs made a lineup change. Devin Vassell started. We knew it. We had to come, yes? What a great move. Devin Vassell starts, and so does the Discman, C.D. Osman. Why? What has Chetty Osman done to determine that he should start at the expense of Jeremy Sohan? If you're going to bench Sohan, who was playing the best of the ball of his career, best ball of the season, wouldn't you put in Julian Champagne? What, why, why would Osman start? Now, Chetty played 32 minutes, inexplicably. He was a minus 10. Cool. He did have six assists with two steals, but that's just a deeper league scenario. I don't really understand what's going on. What I do understand is that Kelton Johnson put up some good numbers. 21 and 10, two steals and a block. Devin Vassell played 31 minutes, had 22, 3 and 2, a steal and a block, playing as the point guard. But if Sohan's not a point guard, then Vassell's also not a point guard. I, I just, I don't get it. 22 minutes for Sohan, 6 and 2 with a block on 30% shooting. I'm sorry, Pop, I just don't understand. Now, I think I said it, I think it was today, where I said, look, Sohan's getting to the stage where he's a starting point guard, improving, getting 30 minutes a night. We hold that. Well, he's not anymore. Shh, out of here. You're not missing much. If he's not going to be given the chance to improve, which he was, and getting benched for bloody Chitty Osman, then you move on. Trey Jones, I, there are some people who seem to, th I don't know what this is. Maybe it's a terminology thing. They go, man, this is a chance for Trey Jones to get his job back. Not his job. He never had the job. He started last season, but he's not that guy. Sohan played backup power forward in this game. So Jones still stuck at his 24 minutes. You do not need to hold Trey Jones in 12-team leagues, and you, I don't think you need to hold Sohan. Just a really confusing scenario. Really confusing. I'm 100% holding Zach Collins. Now, it is very, very strange to see him. It's like, what was that? There was that game when the Clippers were tanking to maintain a draft pick, the Daniel Aturo game. Was it the Thunder? I can't remember. 20 shots for Zach Collins, probably too many. He shot just 30% of them. He had 12, 8, and 4. He is really struggling at the moment, but he is a very clear hold. Please don't drop him. Well, Wemby had 12 and 10 with a steal on a block, and efficiency was very, very bad for him. Just this team was very bad in general. Champagne went down to four minutes, and Branham played 10. Now, Branham has struggled all season. I think Champagne's played all right. I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand what you're doing, Pop. You're a legend. You are not a good coach anymore. Uh, there's just a lot here that is very confusing from a... Um, what are your goals? What are your aims? What on earth are you trying to do? Doesn't really add up to me at this point. Anthony Edwards returned 17, six, seven and six shot just 24 from the field. That stinks, but it's good to have him back while Townsie had 14 and 10 and only took six shots. We knew that he was getting a boost because Edwards was out, but I didn't expect him to fall off that much. Well, what about Rudy Gobert? 16 and 20 with a pair of blocks on 88% and hit both his free throws. The big fella is rolling. He was one of those guys that I was um, talking about as a big sleeper giving his draft position, but I didn't think this was going to happen. Well, Conley had 18, 4 and 4 with three steals, and Alexander Walker only the 20 minutes as they prioritized like Troy Brown. 
Alexander Walker's just a deeper league guy, 7-2 and two in 20 minutes, while Troy had 8 points in 25 minutes. The big fella, 29 minutes for the Wizard of Nas, Nas Reed. They went pretty big in this game. Good game from Nas. 18 shot attempts. 39% for a center. 15-9. and nine. I, I'm, You can stream him, but I don't think that we he is a priority add. There's too much inconsistency, and I just don't think it's going to be something that is... Um, all that prudent or all that um, all that exciting for us to, to have on a roster at this stage. The next game, my Chicago Bulls. People are saying that the Bulls are back. <laughs> I mean, they're not. They beat the Hornets, but they did win 111-100. Is that three straight without Zach Levine? Hmm, makes you think, doesn't it? Gordon Haywood. Okay, so I'm just looking at this box score now for the first time, and I remember someone tweeting me today, man, Gordon Haywood sucks. He's really bad. So I was expecting to see a disaster game. 35 minutes, 27, 4, and 4, two steals and a block. He's old mate, all right? What the hell was that tweet? Um, Rogier plays 40 minutes. 25, 5, and 7, one steal, two blocks. These guys have got tremendous value while LaMelo Ball is out. Big Dick Nick started 28 minutes for him with uh, Mark Williams out. 6 and 11, one steal, three blocks. He's definitely streamable while Williams is out, if it's at all anymore. While Brandon Miller, he's going to have some category league issues. Now, for now, he's okay to roster, but 29%, 12, 6, and 4, steal, block, three threes is, is you know, fine. And PJ had 9 and 6 with a pair of blocks on, of course, usually bad. Um, efficiency. What about Miles Bridges' time? He has not stepped up at all with LaMelo Ball out. That is not a surprise. 17 usage, 16 and 8 with three steals and two threes. If you were so inclined and you were interested in Miles Bridges, is it a possible buy low brewing? Not yet. I would let a couple more games of some subpar-ish type games develop, linger, marinate without ball. And people would think, ah, well, Bridges has just dropped off. Where I do think it is a large, large reason that it's happening is because Lamelo is out. So... Again, if you were okay with Bridges and you wanted to just just dabble in the buy low waters, I think an opportunity is going to be appearing. I think, pretty soon. Just give it a few more to really marinate. For the Bulls, what about my mate Nick Vucevic? Big game from Vuce, 34 minutes, 20 and 12, two threes, 47%. He's been a bit of a roller coaster, obviously, but this was a really strong game. We'll see if he gets back on track. I'm not counting on it at this point, but good game. Well, DeRozan had 29 and six, and yes, got to the line and hit them. Fantastic. Now, unfortunately, he took 20 attempts and was just at 40% from the field. It seems to be one or the other with this guy this season, but good to get some level of production. Both of those guys are outside the top 65, Vuce and DeRozan this season. Kobe White, another strong game, 38 minutes, 19, 9, and 5. He shot poorly too. Um, Levine returning eventually will impact White, but we still roll with him. He's a must-roster guy. And Pat Williams started off horribly. He had like two fouls in five minutes and went scoreless, but ended up all right. Eight and nine, two steals, two blocks. Probably is worth holding, and I cannot believe this. Are you sitting down? I hope so, because Alex Caruso played 30 minutes and didn't go to the locker room. 12 and 6 for the Rabbit Hunter with two blocks and... Roster him, use him, and drop him when he gets hurt. Feel sorry for the man, but that's what happens. Desumu just played the 22 minutes, 8-2. and two. He's only a deep league guy. While Drummond did what he usually does to the Hornets, grab nine rebounds in 14 minutes. He always bullies them, and I don't know why. Is it the color? Because it's different players. But he always seems to be able to bully the uh, the Hornets for whatever reason that is. Um, all right, let's do the next one. Yeah, that's a good idea. The Houston Rockets, they beat the Thunder 110-101. Shea, just really strong. Six steals and a block and 72% shooting for Shea's amazing. 33, 3, and 6. He had 79 from the, or 78 from the field as well. 
bit disappointing from Chet Holmgren for a number of reasons, but also positive in a number of them as well. He just did not play well. Minus 16 in this game. So he got benched. 26 minutes only. Four points. 22% shooting is bad. But he just chimed in and saved it. When I, I know I'm struggling, but on the way out, let me just give you six blocks. And you go, thanks, mate. Really appreciate you just dropping those in for me, Cheddar. Um, they went with Trey Mann in this one because, let me tell you, Lou Dort stinks. 15 minutes for Dorta, five points, missed all five of his shots, minus 27, he sucks. He's still rostered, um, unbel- un- actually, actually unbelievably. Lou Dort is rostered in 26% of 12-team leagues. Are you guys all right? Why? What, the f- what for? Please do me a favor and get this garbage out of here. Uh, Trey Mann, I, I don't really rate Mann as a player, but let's just see where this goes. Well, the Bronco still can't turn the deflections into steals, can he? Just sort of hovering about being mid. 13-5-3 with a steal by low window open. Josh Giddy, 25 minutes, 8-4-6, 27% shooting. You're, you're dropping him in shallow leagues. 10-teamers, gone. 12-team, hmm. He is 225th. Over the last two weeks, he is 169th for the season. And very easy argument could be made. It's not like he's getting 32 minutes and the shot just isn't falling. He just isn't playing consistently. He's just not playing enough. So if you're in a spot where you are ST ruggling and you are at the bottom of your standings and he's on your roster and there are other guys out there that you can make do with, do it. Who cares? I am I am not confident that this turns around, nor am I confident that it turns around in a hurry. I I'm, I'm think we need to do it. Wallace had five in 25 minutes. Joe had a three in his 14. Isaiah Joe still also rostered in 27% of 12-team leagues. And on a day like today, I don't really think that was necessary. Again, you could op- open up your roster, I think, a lot better than having some of these guys, Dort and Joe, on your roster. And Giddy's got to be He's got to be there. He's got to be in the discussion to be moved on from. Where were you when Aaron Holiday dropped 22, 6, and 4 in 27 minutes off the bench? It's one of those things that we'll always remember. 62% shooting for old as as he shows his brothers how it's done, while the delicate dancer Alpren Shengun absolutely, I was going to say delivered a Turkish delight, but that would depend on your opinion on what a Turkish delight is like as a confectionery sweet. If you like it, that doesn't work. If you think they're dreadful and you pick them out of all gift boxes, then his um, 5 of 11 from the line would qualify. Stinks. But 21, 6, and 7 with two blocks is good. Well, Jalen Green got off to a red-hot start, ended up with just 25 minutes and 15 and 7. He continues to be enigmatic. Flashes a little bit, doesn't do anything in the next game. Empty lines, bad efficiency, big lines, big efficiency. It's all over the shop. I do think we hold him, though. Well, Dylan Brooksy Brooks had 23 points in 40 minutes, and Van Vliet just the 11 points. But would you look at that? The steals. It's one game. But three of them is very nice. Now, 11 points on 29% obviously sucks ass. But nine assists, three steals, and a block is good. And that's Toronto Fred Van Vliet. Let us see whether that can hold. Tari's second season was good. Nine, eight, and four. Two steals, two blocks. Still don't see the full path for minutes. I did talk about this on one of the shows earlier today. Men Thompson put up an absolute gem in the G League. Great. Love it. I think he's going to be an absolute future star. But I do not see a path for 29 minutes a night for a Men Thompson to be a 12-team stash under no circumstance. Unless injuries happen, that you should be adding a Men Thompson, I don't think. I'll rephrase that because I think that sounded wrong. I would not add a Men Thompson. There we go. Jabari Smith only had six points, only took four shots, which is weird, but had 18 rebounds. One of the weirdest lines. That's a Reggie Evans. Six and 18 with no defensive stats and took four shots. He's been playing very well. Just a little bit unbalanced, that overall line there from, uh, from Jabari. You guys ready to see an ass kicking? NSFW. 
the Mavericks, the Jazz, 50-point margin, 147 Dallas, 97 Utah. Let's talk about the Utah side because ooh, the guy that I was extremely high on in the draft, and I think from memory I had him at either four or five, Taylor Hendricks did something. 25 minutes, 10 points, two threes, two steals, one block, 67%. Stick it in your head. There was no Clarkson. There was no Olenek. There was no marketing. But Hendricks is going to make noise in March, maybe earlier. He is going to be quite good, I believe. And we saw some flashes. And I'm not taking much out of this in this game because this was honestly a disaster for the Jazz. But a little bit of a bright spot there. Also a bright spot from Osha Abaji. 21 points with five threes and two steals. But unlike Hendricks, Abaji's been given many opportunities with a lot of minutes and done jack shit with him most of the time. So I'm not overreacting there. Fontecchio played 24 minutes in place of and seven points. I just don't care enough to add him. We wouldn't use him on Friday anyway, and Markinen might return. While Sexton had a great opportunity, didn't he? Love that. Jordan Clarkson now, big chance for Cole. Seven points in 18 minutes, while uh, Horton Tucker had 11 and two in 16 minutes. Yuck. Just yuck all around. John Collins, another poor game, 10 and eight. Walker Kessler, another poor game, no blocks, six and eight. Wins your blocks by himself. Um, 43%. He continues to struggle. I, I do think that he is better than this, but I also think that expectations, I'm sure they've now been tempted, tempered pretty significantly. Yeah, but look, I mean, Yurtseven's not the answer. What is going on with Will Hardy in this team? This team's bad. And they're making some very, very interesting and poor coaching decisions. Without marketing, they are 100% rudderless. They're, they're terrible. And obviously Mike Conley. Um, really bad shooting again from Keontae George, but I like the 32 minutes. I like the 24 usage. I actively don't like the fact that he was a minus 48. That stinks. But he had 11 assists and got a block. I am holding. I still like that value. But again, it would depend. I have got him on three of my eight teams, and all of those teams are top of the standings. Or not top, but you know, top three, right? They're sitting pretty well. So I'm okay to hold him. But if I'm down the bottom, and I've got him, and I'm holding Asar, you can't do it all. You can't have him and Scoot. You can't hold both. His role is relatively secure, but it is going to be field goal percentage nightmares time after time after time for this guy. I think he might be pretty good, but also if you want to move on, you don't have to hold. We're getting to that stage where if you are not in a luxury type position where you can absorb those assists and deal with bad field goals, then don't worry about it. Move on. It is okay. When we talk about these things like holding a guy or stashing or grabbing and seeing where it goes, it is not about what happens for the entirety of the next 20 weeks. It's about trying something, seeing if we get some value, assessing it, and moving on. As we get into February and into March, we are living for the next day. We are not doing that now. But the more you lose, the more you might get into that scenario. So it's always very specific. And I feel like I've been relatively clear on that. But I do need to just make sure you're aware of it. You don't have to have, well, you, you know, Scoot's a good stash and Asar might come good and Ivy's there and um, we'll see what happens. You don't have to do that with all these guys. Have one or two of them. And just grab the hot stuff that's happening at the time and then move on to the next one. George is fine. Like the 11 assists are okay, but the shooting shit house. Obviously, the scoring's bad. If you don't want to have him, don't have him. If you've got the ability and it fits your team, it's fine. The usage is there. The role is there. It, that's okay, and it will improve, but it might take time. It is hard to make sweeping statements about things given how just dreadful this entire game was. They, they need to do something, though. For the Mavericks, Luca, 40 and 10, 11 assists, six threes, just ridiculous. While Kyrie, 
69% shooting, 26, 3, and 4 with three steals. Big games from those two. And Lively only played 24 minutes, but I don't really care. 10 and 4, a steal, two blocks, needs to be rostered very clearly. Exum started because there was no uh, Josh Green and there was no Grant Williams, so he started next to old mate Derek Jones Jr. 5, 6, and 7 with two steals for Dante. Only shot 22%, which is bad. He was 18 best plus 40. I wouldn't bother streaming him in, though. Derek Jones, 12 and 4, one steal, two blocks. That, that honestly, that is actually a 12-team line because, again, look at the 50-point margin. You ramp that to 30 minutes, then maybe it's more useful. I don't mind him as a 12-teamer, but also consider, is it worth having Derek Jones to sacrifice a streaming spot for Thursday just to have him sit on your bench on Friday? Probably not. Probably not. Even though Green is out multiple weeks, is Derek Jones going to be rolling top 80? I doubt that. Timmy Hardaway had 17 in his 22 minutes. We got 21 minutes from Omax Prosper, who had six points, and we're not obviously rostering him, but just a shit show of gigantic proportions from the Utah side, meaning everything sort of pulled back down from the uh, from the Dallas perspective. All right, we've got two games to go here. The Nuggets and the Clippers is the one we're going to go to right now. Um, LA wins it 111-102. Michael Ponder Jr., 18-9. and nine, Pretty strong, 88% shooting. And wouldn't you, uh, wouldn't you have loved Nikola Jokic to drop in an 88% shooting? Now, he took an unfathomable 32 shots. He had 42 usage and somehow hit only 28% of his shots. That is so un-Jokic-like, I, I've never seen it. He is not the number one player this season so far. He, he might get back there, but he is not the number one player. 22, 15, and 10 is still good on the counters, but that is just bad, and that hurts on such big volume. The headmaster was back, Jamal Murray, 23.6 assists, 56% shooting in 29 minutes, so that's good. We can go ahead and drop, I think, uh, Reggie Jackson now, 14 points with three threes for him. While streaming legend KCP, three points, one rebound, three assists. I think people sometimes get confused when I talk about KCP. A very clear 12-team points drop in category leagues, standard category leagues. You should view him, and someone said, no, I'm not going to drop him, or multiple people, I'm not going to drop him. He brings good steals. Yes, exactly. He does bring good steals. But that'd be the only reason you would hold him. So if you don't need the steals, if you're punting steals, or you're really strong in steals, or the fact that he hurts you in other areas doesn't work for you, then don't have him. He's not a must-roster guy if you're a one-category contributor and you're not doing it at insane levels. Right, so it's totally okay to have KCP in a 12-team roster. 100% fine. But it doesn't have to be. You don't have to have him. He was bad here. 3-1-3. and and Aaron Gordon returned only the eight points for two steals. Gordon is still a bit of a buy low. He is struggling. His efficiency is way off. Um, another bad efficiency night here for him. He, he will be better than this, but he's struggling a little bit. Uh, Strahler played just the 13 minutes. Deke Naji back out of the rotation. And uh, starting legend Justin Holiday somehow back out of the rotation as well. Thought they were going to play him. I don't know. Mike Malone sort of clutching at straws a little bit. Not really, but a little bit. For the Clippers, Jimmy Harden, 20 points, 11 assists, three steals, one block, 60%. This is basically vintage Harden. He's still not getting big usage, 23 usage, but the assists up. The steals are way up this season, back to his old days. Very interesting. While Paulie George had 25 and 8, and the fun guy, 17, 4 and 5, on 50% shooting for Kawhi. I don't think the usage is coming back for Leonard. It's just been too long. His shooting is not quite great either. I love the fact that he's playing every game. He played 38 minutes, but he is just not even returning per game numbers that he was last season, not even close to it. And the concern with drafting Kawhi was, well, if you take him in round three, how much is he going to miss? Well, now he's playing every game. He's playing big minutes. And he's not actually returning on the per game side. Now, that's not ideal. 16 minutes for Westbrook. This is why you don't roster him in 12-team leagues. 
too much minutes unpredictability. Zubats had been playing well, but struggled with his free throws here, two of six. But 10 and nine and two steals and a block sort of does get it done. We're obviously not rostering Terrence Mann in anything out of six, outside of 16-teamers. Well, Danny Tice had three blocks in 21 with 11 rebounds. That's only a deeper league one. He had played well when he first came across and then did really hit a slump. But some good numbers here. While well, Norman Powell played 32 minutes. Again, minutes unpredictability makes it hard to look at guys like him as must roster. That's great. 17 in 32 minutes, but he doesn't do enough in the other areas. He was inefficient, and he might play 24 minutes next game. That's what makes it really hard. We also got 17 minutes out of Kobe Brown. Yeah, he's replaced PJ Tucker in the, ro- PJ Tucker in the rotation, three and four for Brownie, and he is uh, yeah not anything more than that very, 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 very deep league streamer. The final game of the day, the Blazers. They are... Uh, yeah, lots to talk about here, but they, they did give it to the Warriors. 110 in the end. Golden State wins at 110-106. There was no um, Jeremy Grant. There was no DeAndre Ayton. And then you're going to be shocked. Get ready for this news. Malcolm Brogdon, who played back-to-backs after coming back from his hamstring injury, who they played 30 minutes a night, 40 minutes a night, as he returned while they let Scoot Henderson sit on the bench, he got hurt 13 minutes in. He went scoreless and had one rebound and two assists. This is why it was an urgency sell. Any top 100 player for Brogdon, you have to do. It doesn't matter if you lose in the short term. This was never going to last, and it did not last. It's only knee soreness, so I don't know what that means, but shout out to Mark Fultz, a knee soreness legend. I don't know when Brog- what this means for Brogdon. I'm not dropping him yet, but I want to see. But I'm also going to be like, what's going on, Chauncey? Like, Brogdon goes down and you still don't start Scoot? I am giving Scoot a couple more weeks here. Nine, two, and four. Not great. Minus 15, still struggling, but I am giving it a little bit more time. Anthony Simons returned, first game back, just a casual 37 minutes, 28 points, six threes and four assists, and shot 37%, while Shaden Sharp played 42 minutes. We know how this goes for Sharp. If he is forced into big minutes, he is going to wear down quickly. 42 minutes, 26, six and five with four threes is fantastic, and the Brogdon injury, if it does last, will help him. Dwight Breath started with eight and out, 10 points. Six rebounds and Jabari Walker did enough. This is why we looked at him as an interesting enough stream guy who's going to have value, I think, later in the season for Jabari Walker. 12 and 5 with a steal and a block while Kamara had 13 boards and we got 31 minutes out of Thibel. He started when Brogdon went down. He had three steals and a block. I still don't look at him as a 12-team league guy. He's an interesting stream player when you're looking for defensive stats. He hit three threes here. But under 10 usage, minutes inconsistency, they're all the uh, ingredients of things that I don't like. No Moses Brown minutes with eight and out. No Ibubaji minutes with eight and out. They were competitive, but still some curious things with that rotation. On to the Warriors. Jonathan Kaminga was out of the rotation. Out. And then he played like 17 minutes in a row, had 13 points, one steal, two blocks, was 100%, and put up really good numbers. I cannot trust him as far as I could throw him, which wouldn't be very far, but just say much further than I could throw him. I just don't trust the production, the minutes, the anything that he does. So I'm not adding him at all. Draymond continues to be pretty solid. 10, 10, and 9 with two blocks, while Steph had 31 and 5. And we've got to do it. Let's, let's, I've, I haven't even looked to see what Clay did, but let's have a look. Oh, yeah. 11 points on 23%, five rebounds, and an assist. I'm not going to stamp it yet. I'm not going to rubber stamp it. I'm not going to triple stamp or double stamp. But he's on, he's on the watch. He's on the watch. Um, a hold, but yeah. Wiggins, I, I'm not even watching this. He's cooked. What's going on with this bloke? I know he suffered from some mental illness issues in the past, and obviously that impacted him last season. But something is playing playing a real problem here, and he he is bad. Nine points, 25%, 27 minutes. The guys on the bench continue to be better. 
Moses Moody, 12-4, and 4, 50% shooting, a triple one. He's very good. But they're just not going to do it because of organizational politics and priorities. I get why. It's frustrating. Moody, we just keep an eye on. We look in deeper leagues. And if there's any flip, we go to it. They move the starting center back again to Kevon Looney. So it's impossible to deal with Sharich here because he'll start and then he'll play limited minutes and he'll go to the bench and he'll play more minutes and he'll go to start. It's all over the shop. Looney played only 16. Or Sharich played 20 and had 13 and 6. That 13 and 6 is actually okay for 12s, but I don't feel a level of confidence in it. I don't feel confidence in what he's going to do night by night. I don't mind having him, but again, not a super, super high priority. While Pajemski was really quite bad in this one. He played 21 minutes, which is encouraging. 3 and 5 with bad field goal, bad free throws. Chris Paul, only 20 minutes in his return. 2.6 assists. Now, we saw at the start of the year when Draymond was playing, when Wiggins was there and Paul was coming off the bench, he was not really rosterable. We did hold him because it's Chris Paul and we got the value. And then everything went back up when Draymond went out. And this is a... It's a giant red flag. I'm not dropping Chris Paul, but this is two sort of instances of him being on the bench with Draymond starting where he can't do enough. Two, three, and six. Now, he's not a 25% shooter, but it's more about minutes and usage and the fact that due to age, his efficiency has dropped. So he's he's not on washed watch. He's pretty close to it. But he is him and Clay are very much on drop watch. Like, mm, what are we going to do with him? We hold for now. Barely, barely. But the Warriors do get a win out of it somehow. That's the games. That's 11 of them. So let's go through and do what we need to do now. And we do that straight away by just starting with um, the stream of the day recap. Some okay results started off all right. The 10-team stream of the day was Derek Lively. 10-4, and four, one assist, one steal, two blocks. I'm happy with that. That's a pretty good result. The 12-team um, stream of the day, Pat Williams, eight points, nine rebounds, one assist, two steals, two blocks. Very, that's pretty good. I'm happy with that. It's worth holding. Oh, we also, by the way, just to mention this, I didn't mention it because I recorded that part of the show before that news broke. Zach Levine out for another three to four weeks. Three to four weeks with that foot irritation. So Caruso, Williams, White, value way up. Deeper Leagues, Desumu, all their values up. Vooch's value, up. DeRozan's value, up. Does Levine ever play again for Chicago? I'm not sure. That's after Christmas we're looking at here for Zaka. Sorry, I should have mentioned that before. And another thing I should have mentioned before is that the games tomorrow, the two games in season tournament semifinal, one of them is real early. 5 p.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. here in Melbourne. Real early game tomorrow. Get your lineups ready. Real early. Well, not super early, but earlier than what you'd expect. Now, the rest of the streams, now that we've got that news out of the way about Levine that I should have told you earlier, uh, the cashier was my 14-team stream. 2-1-1 one, one for Xavier Tillman. No defensive stats. And his minutes dropped off completely. Taylor Jenkins. Someone asked me, who's the worst coach for fantasy in the live show earlier today? And they'll go, oh, is it like Chauncey Billups? But not really. Like, we're, we're usually pretty okay with what his rotation is. Like, it's relatively stable. Like, one of the worst is Taylor Jenkins because he just dicks guys around game by game, would keep minutes low. And look, it's happening again. Like, oh, what the hell do I make of this? Tillman comes back from an injury, then plays less each game consecutively. The reverse ramp. Glenn Maxwell style, the big show. Like, what do we do with this? I don't think it's a 12-team hold. It was a 14-team stream, but yeah. They obviously did not work at all in this scenario. Your 16-team one didn't work either. Alexander Walker played under 20 minutes after going at 30 at nearly every game. 7-2 and two with nothing else. And the points league ones, I'd say they were okay. Yahoo points for Keontae George, 26 was all right. But in ESPN points, his field goal percentage impacted and dropped him down to 19. So that, I'd say, was probably... Not probably. I would, I would say that was definitely an L there for um, Keontae George as an ESPN point streamer. So 
What about the monstrous line of the night? It's really just between two blokes. It's Joel Embiid and it's Desmond Bain. Who gets it? Well, I know the answer. It's Desmond Bain. He dropped 49 points. He had six rebounds. He had eight assists and he just got over the line ahead of Joel Embiid for the monstrous line of the night. Now, the waiver wire line of the night, the guy that is the best performer available in over 50% of fantasy leagues and the young gun of the night is actually for today the exact same bloke because our man, backup center legend, Orlando Robinson went off. 15 points, 12 rebounds, three steals, had a block, hit some threes. Surely he is cemented as the backup center, even over Kevin Love. Well, maybe not, but he should be. Uh, and as long as Bam is out, he's actually a 12-team league player, amazingly. And the dud of the night, the worst performing player who is rostered in over 70% of Yahoo leagues. Who do you think it is? It's Cameron Thomas. Six points, shit shooting, one rebound, one assist. Stinker, just was a bad night. He's been very good. Bad night. It's going to happen. It happens uh, from time to time. Let's finish this show off with the top six players of the day. We'll go in to look at the top six players from a category league point of view. Number one is Des Bain, followed by Joel Embiid. Then it's Luka Doncic, Shea Gildas-Alexander, the Jedi. Ojen Anobi slides in there, and then his teammate Pascal Siakam gets into the mix as well. Your top players rostered in under 50% of leagues. The top two blokes, is anyone got them rostered? I know, I know Robinson was up to 4%. So Orlando Robinson's number one. You know, I just talked about him. Aaron Holiday, one of the biggest. I'm going to pull this performance out of my ass games I've ever seen. Um, don't do anything with it. Don't react. Don't add. It's just just weird. Just a weird game. Um, Caleb Martin, yep. Great. Stream him. Okay. A lot of guys out. Not really sure how it all fits together later on. So short term, yeah. Long term, not sure. Big Dick Nick, as long as Mark Williams is out, we're looking at Richards as a stream. Dylan Brooksy Brooks, nope. And Corey Kispert, uh, nope. These are, Brooks is a stream for threes. Oh, sorry, for steals. And if you don't care about your field goals. And Kispert is a points and three stream. And that is literally it for those guys. Your top six players in a Yahoo points format. It is number one, Joel Embiid. Desmond Bain at two. Doncic three. Shea at four. Jokic at five, despite the horrendous shooting. And Paolo Banquero comes in at number six. And guys, that will do it for me today. Don't forget on YouTube here, we are aiming. It is Operation 70K. Let's hit the sub button. Let's get up to 70. Hit the thumbs up. Leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.